in nuclear restraint in the event of conflict. By holding to its old ways, the Alliance is unintentionally making any conflict more likely to go nuclear. The Korean Peninsula's best chance of avoiding a mushroom cloud fate is by adapting to, not downplaying, the unique risks and requirements of deterrence against a second-tier nuclear-armed adversary. The Alliance, and the United States in particular, must thread the eye of a tiny needle by fashioning a credible deterrent without igniting a nuclear war. Two steps toward adaptation are in order. Reducing the role of nukes in Alliance military signaling and planning, and curbing the objectives and scope of conflicts that break out. Lesser Evils To refrain from nuclear signaling, the United States and South Korea will have to make several adjustments, including ending B-52 deployments to the peninsula, swapping nuclear umbrella consultations with South Korea for gray zone consultations, and creating greater distance from the prospect of U.S. nuclear first use. The United States has a tradition of deploying B-52s, strategic bombers capable of carrying nuclear payloads, from Guam to the Korean Peninsula whenever it wishes to rattle its sabers at the north. The implication that Washington might be willing to use nuclear weapons gives North Korea incentive to place its nuclear weapons on alert, as Kim Jong-un ordered this past April. This was never really a problem in decades past, before North Korea had nearly deliverable nuclear weapons, but times have changed. And North Korean nukes or no, the alliance's dramatic conventional superiority over North Korea moots any military need to resort to nuclear use. Moreover, as I explain in my book Rival Reputations, there is no evidence that the B-52 flights have even changed North Korean perceptions of the alliance in a desirable way. The history of how the B-52 has been used in Korea following incidents in which the alliance takes no real action in response to a North Korean attack, makes the flights more likely to signal fecklessness than resolve. Nuclear signaling toward North Korea also takes subtler forms than the B-52 flight, such as publicly advertised nuclear umbrella consultations between the United States and South Korea. Since the 1970s, the United States has pledged to extend its nuclear deterrence capability to select allies, including South Korea. Such efforts were ramped up in the wake of two North Korean strikes in 2010, when alliance officials established new consultation mechanisms to assure South Korea of the United States' commitment and to coordinate their respective defense policies on North Korean nuclear weapons. As recently as February this year, The United States hosted what is now termed the Deterrence Strategy Committee with South Korea, which media statements characterized as burnishing U.S. nuclear forces to assure South Korea of their availability. But since the United States neither needs nukes to destroy North Korea nor wishes to instigate North Korea's nuclear trigger, consultations aimed at assuring South Korea of America's commitment would be better spent on a more acute problem. Working through when and how the United States would help South Korea respond to North Korean provocations, guerrilla attacks, and limited-scope military campaigns.
These are threats that live in what many policymakers now describe as a gray zone of conflict. They are concrete problems that South Korea actually faces, and whose occurrence gives rise to national angst about the credibility of the United States' commitments. Following North Korea's torpedo attack on a South Korean naval vessel in the Yellow Sea, and an artillery attack against the South Korea-held Yongpyong Island in 2010, for example, South Korean officials openly questioned the viability of extended deterrence and introduced the idea of an independent South Korean nuclear weapons program. Since North Korean behavior, not simply the presence of nukes, is the primary concern, Consultations with South Korea would be better if they focused on realistic problems rather than reifying unrealistic nuclear promises. Further, the B-52 deployment...